following video contains scenes of real talk from Jordan Riley that may offend you, convict you, and maybe even convert you. Viewer discretion is advised. We know that Jesus went to hell. A lot of people have trouble with that. I got in a lot of trouble for preaching it. It was an evening service. And I, I, you know, I just preached Mark 11, 23, 24, and 25. And, and I got over into that Jesus went to hell and he suffered there. And, and, and then he was born again in hell and rose from the dead, the first born from the dead. Jesus went to hell and he suffered there. And, and, and then he was born again in hell and rose from the dead, the first born from the dead. Excuse me? What? Well, welcome to a false teacher edition of Real Talk with Jordan Riley, where the real talk does not come from me. It comes directly from God's word. And that was false teacher Kenneth Copeland, who worships and teaches a false Jesus. He teaches that Jesus had to go suffer in hell for three days and then be born again. Wrong. Said no verse ever. Let's see what the Bible actually says compared to the nonsense that Kenneth Copeland says. Luke 23, 43, Jesus says, today you will be with me in paradise. He was saying that to the thief up on the cross next to him. He did not tell the thief, well, you know, can you just hold on for a second? I got to go take care of some business. Got to suffer for a couple more days and then I'll get back with you. No. John 19, 30, Jesus says, it is finished. Everything Jesus came to accomplish to save his people, to redeem his people was accomplished on the cross and Jesus's suffering was over, okay? He didn't have to go do some extra suffering like a overtime bonus session in hell for a couple of days, no. See, Jesus is God, was God and will always be God. John 1.1 makes that very, very clear. But again, here's the problem, Kenneth Copeland, is a liar and deceiving people and is teaching a different Jesus, one that you do not find in the Bible. This is one that he has made up in his own mind. Now, look what he says about God. Check this out. Who is the big, who's the biggest failure in the Bible? God is. <laughs> so God is the biggest failure in the Bible. <laughs> Show me that verse, Kenneth. Would that be in maybe 2 Kenneth chapter 2, verse 5? Hmm, I don't know. By definition, God cannot fail. He is perfect in all his ways. Psalm 18, verse 30 makes that very clear. He does not lie. There's no sin in him. He's perfect. So he cannot fail. That's impossible. Also, let's see who the real failure is. According to the Bible, that would be Satan. Luke 10, verse 18. Okay. Satan was kicked out of heaven. Colossians 2.15, he was defeated and disarmed at Calvary. And in Revelation 20, verse 10, Jesus will cast him into the lake of fire for all eternity. That, my friends, is the definition of failure. Bruh. Also, did you notice a glaring problem in all this? Kenneth Copeland demotes Christ. The God of the Bible that he claims to serve and claims to talk about is this little wimpy kind of God. Please understand this. In his mind and in reality, Kenneth is his own God. He teaches the little God's doctrine, 
which says, you know, when God said, I am, Kenneth says, well, I am too. You know, we're just carbon copies of God who have all this power and authority and he can control the weather. He can tell the weather to go that way and stop doing that. Why would he not do that with all the hurricanes and all the devastation and stuff, the drought and stuff that's happening all around the world? If he's so powerful, if he's a little God, he's a liar. He is a false teacher, a false prophet, and you need to mark and avoid him. Please understand that everything, just about everything that comes out of Kenneth Copeland's mouth is what would come from Satan himself. Now, don't get me wrong. Does Kenneth Copeland teach a little bit of truth? Yeah, he does. But he mixes in massive portions of heresy and error. Because guess what? Biblical illiteracy is rampant in the church today. People don't know the word of God. So when they hear teaching by Kenneth Copeland, they don't know it's error because they don't know scripture. Now, check this out and see if you think he's a godly pastor or a Christian. Watch this. So where is this scene in scripture? Where do pastors get up and mumble around and laugh hysterically like a bunch of hyenas? Nowhere. Paul makes it very clear to Pastor Timothy in 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 2, to preach the word in season and out of season. Okay? Pastors are, that's one of their main things is to feed the flock, not to run a comedy hour, not sit there and laugh and whatever. Plus, did you notice their little version of tongues, which is not, it's nonsense. It's not tongues at all. But as they're doing that, look at 1 Corinthians 12 and 1 Corinthians 14. What was the purpose of spiritual gifts? It was always to edify and build up and encourage the church. Show me one person that's in that auditorium listening to that nonsense that's being edified and built up. Nobody. They don't understand the nonsense and the gibberish that's being spoken. Please understand this is making God look like a comedy act, not holy. Now, you're going to see this. I still am shocked by this, but here he prays to Satan. Father, we come before your word this morning with expectant hearts. We praise you and thank you for this very, very, very important service today. The honor of the Lord. Again, the present. Oh, there that is again. But thank God we prayed. Thank God it's done. Thank, oh yeah. Satan, you are so defeated. Let me ask you, Satan, how are you this morning, Mr. Zero? Mr. Nothing? Mr. Destroyed? This is extremely unbiblical. Jesus in Matthew 6 verses 9 through 13 taught his disciples how to pray. Right there in verse 9 he says, when you pray, pray this, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Please understand that when we pray, we don't pray to dead saints. We don't pray to family members. We don't pray to Satan. We don't address anyone other than the Lord. We come 
to him with our requests. That's Hebrews 4 verse 16. Okay, God is the object of our worship. He's the one who we pray to. Again, Satan, if you have a pastor who's sitting there going, I bind you, Satan, and I'm Satan, you, I rebuke you from this thing, they're already in error. Nowhere in scripture is that found anywhere. And plus, let me be very clear about this. See, the reason why Kenneth Copeland is praying to Satan is because Satan is his father. Also, Kenneth Copeland makes false prophecies. He also claims to that he blew away COVID in 2020. Right after, you know, a couple months after it came out, he got up there and he went, <gasps> <sighs> you can't make this stuff up. Watch this. COVID-19. COVID-19. I blow the wind of God on you. You are destroyed forever and you will never be back. And as we know, it did absolutely nothing. His big powerful words and his... All that stuff did nothing. COVID stayed around for a couple years and it's still out there. He didn't, he didn't eradicate it from the earth. He didn't bind it up. But again, he wants you to believe that he can. He has zero power, zero authority. And again, he is a con artist. He is a wolf in sheep's clothing. But I want you to see this one last thing as he tells you that he's going to get rid of baldness. <laughs> Watch this. Put your hand on your head like that. Ball spots, I call you gone. Hair grows. Hair And again, none of these accomplished anything. Not his mighty words, because again, that's the word of faith, that our words have these power, that we can speak things into existence, that we can, you know, have life and death in the power of our tongue, it does zero. If that was true doctrine, then we would not need Christ because we would have all the power and the authority, but we have none. And again, Kenneth Copeland is wrong. He is twisting God's word according to 2 Peter chapter 2, verses 1-3. through 3. He is making merchandise out of you and me. What he's doing is that's why he's worth almost a billion dollars. Many people, it's been documented how people have given their life savings to Kenneth Copeland so that he would give them a miracle. They hope that they can have him pray for them. And again, he, had, he can't cure a hangnail. He is powerless. He is a wolf in sheep's clothing. He's deceiving millions. And I hope you will stop following him. You will warn others and you will mark and avoid Kenneth Copeland.